Hi, boys. Hi, Chris. Hey, hey fellas. How's everybody doing today? In traffic. <laughs> For those of you watching at home, you can uh, you can only see two of our faces, so you know. Yeah, Didi is uh, he's multitasking right now, but we appreciate his efforts from the road. Yes, from the 405. Good job, Didi. That's right. Uh, glad that you can still be here. Uh, I missed LA traffic, and if anything interesting happens, uh, please share it. I will be honest with you. Uh, Dan and I went to Chicago this past weekend, and some of the shit that I saw on those highways was ridiculous. Um, so wow. just please feel free to turn your camera on if you see anything interesting. <laughs> um, but <laughs> with that theme in mind, boys, I have a question for you. Um, this is something that I've pondered a lot about myself and my own life. And, and I, I want us all to maybe do a little bit of soul searching here. I'm curious to know, are you, when you go on a trip, are you the type of person that when you get to wherever that destination is, when you arrive within the first hour, are you the type of person that like takes apart your suitcase and puts clothes into drawers and gets everything organized? Or are you the type of person that is like, I'm here, let's roll. Nothing is organized and nothing will be for the duration of this trip. I will start. I am here. I am ready to go. Like what? <laughs> I'm ready to go. Like, I don't care what my suitcase looks like. I'm, I'm hit the ground running. Like I'm out. That's a, yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think I'm more so with Didi where the whole, like you said, we were in Chicago this weekend and I don't think I unpacked my suitcase once and I'm not an unpacking suitcase kind of guy. And I regret it every time after like day three, I'm like, this is a disaster in here. <laughs> I wish I would have done a better job and like, you know, use the drawers in this hotel room or whatever. But I maybe only done that like once or twice. Like on our honeymoon, and I was like, you know what? We're going to be settling in for a while. I'm going to take a moment to unpack, but otherwise, let's go flip the clothes. If I need to change clothes, get the trip started, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm with you, Dan. And that's a good point about duration of trip. That probably matters. But like, I never do. But by day two or three, I'm like, damn it, I should have done this when I got here. It takes. <laughs> 15 minutes to put your clothes in drawers. But like whenever I get there, especially if it's like a friend trip or you're seeing family you haven't seen in a while, like you're so amped to be around those people that you just want to like throw the bag in the room and like, mm -hmm. let's, let's have some drinks and hang out. You know what I mean? Or let's go somewhere, go to a restaurant, go to a bar. Um, I, I, I really, so we went to Wisconsin for 10 days I really wish I would have done it for the 10 days, you know, because that's like, that's a long time that you're in one location. You can kind of set up shop and, and make yourself at home. Um, I didn't do it in Wisconsin, but in the middle of that trip, I went to Chicago for the bachelor party that me and Dan were at. And I did it in Chicago and I was only there for like 36 hours. So that makes no sense. But I will say that like, I felt very put together when we were at that bachelor party. I felt like my life was in line and I think I've hit a turning point here. I think I, I may be putting in my best effort moving forward to try and be a little bit more organized. That's stupid. That's just <laughs> dumb. 
Like, that's not something that's going to happen. Like, listen, how what clothes did you have to unpack in Wisconsin? Like, what, you went to see family. You knew what you were doing. You're doing family things or hanging out with Katie's high school friends or whatever the hell. And you're in Wisconsin, which is not a vacation destination, according to our <laughs> friend Aaron Rodgers. So what did you have to unpack? Like, I think that has something to do with it, too, because think about it. When you go to Vegas, right, first thing goes, like, it's basically like suit, got to get hung up, and then I go out yeah. the door and I'm gone. But yeah. that's basically it for me. It's like if I have, like, a certain thing, like a suit that it's, like, been in my bag for, you know, been in the, on the plane, been thrown around everywhere, then I go hang that up, and then that is it. Like, no, I'm just I, – I can't get unpacked. Like, I just – no, no, no. Screw unpacking. Just, <laughs> It's a waste of time. That's a great point about Vegas and or just any like destination at all that it requires a suit or something really nice. If you're, you know, on the road for a wedding, that's kind of the main thing. But I, I feel like it's just this. There's a there's a tipping point somewhere, I think, in everybody's lives. It feels like it's an old people thing to unpack. Right. I think old people do that. Right. They take the time. They're not in a rush. They're old. I don't know what age that kicks in. It could be like 60s. I feel like it's down the road. I don't know when it is, Chris. I'm not saying you're there yet. I feel well, like my wife's not going to be like happy. Gosh. My wife's not going to be happy to hear that because she does this everywhere. Like she is, she is one of those people that is very organized the minute she gets there. So you're saying my wife is on par with the retirees of our our current world here. I think you so. said I think it. she's she's settled. <laughs> she's settling down in Florida. She's ready for her next Florida trip, and she'll just. <laughs> You know, unpack things and then maybe we can take a little nap and then go get a little bite to eat and then it'll be time to go to bed. Um, get out and go, baby. Trips <laughs> are short lived. <laughs> oh man, she's gonna love your Katie impression. Oh, yeah, when she listens to this episode. <laughs> um, well, thanks for entertaining this topic, boys. Uh, we'll see what happens next time I go somewhere. I don't know when that is, but um, we'll. He or will he not unpack? Find out on a future episode of The Brunch Breakdown. Uh, we are going to dive into the menu here. I, I'll be honest with you, part of me wants Didi to host because he is our host. Part of me also doesn't want him to host because he's dealing with like 10 merging lanes of traffic at once. So um, I don't know, Dan, do you know what's on the menu today and, and what we're going <laughs> to be talking about? <laughs> uh, I think I have an idea. Um yeah, I think what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, one topic that we're going to dive into has to do with something that your parents, maybe you wanted them to do or push you to do when you were a kid that you would have hated, but you look on it differently now. So we're going to kind of dive in. We're going to go throw back. We've been on these like throwback into childhood topics a lot lately for some reason and this one's just triggered to me so we'll be diving in to that a uh, little deeper here on the menu uh chris you mentioned you were on the road uh so we're hoping that you had a couple of random things happen to you in the number of hours you spent in a car so we're going to be talking road trips i'm going to be sharing a little bit about the chicago trip uh in our get it off our chest segment we'll see what kind of snowballs from there and then of course we've got brunch court today some epic brunch court some new items and a review of an item that chris and i had recently that we had on brunch court many moons ago that we were surprised to see in chicago and so we have an actual taste test review that we haven't done on the air yet before and of course we've got 
beers we're drinking. If hopefully Didi doesn't have beers, he's drinking. But <laughs> beers we're drinking. Um, for once, I actually hope you don't have a beer, Didi. Uh, what we're listening to, of course, we're gonna get it off our chest and all that good stuff. I think that's the menu, right, Didi? Yeah, that's the menu, and we'll see what we get to. But yo, I can host in traffic. I'm good to go. Welcome to the brunch breakdown. And uh, Dan, where can they find the brunch breakdown? Okay, of course, I can tell them where they get. Maybe we should switch roles. Do you want to tell them where you? <laughs> it's easy, right? Everywhere you can everywhere. find it. Everywhere, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. You can find the brunch breakdown. New episodes each and every Wednesday. Hit follow. Hit subscribe. Let the episodes come to you, my friends. Full video episodes, so you can see Didi's lovely unface here today on YouTube and Facebook. Also premiere every Wednesday noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific. And available on demand on both those channels anytime you want to watch. Of course, we're everywhere on social media. Why haven't you followed us on social media yet? Yes, you know who I'm talking to. Yes, I'm talking to you. Follow us on social media at Brunch Breakdown on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Triller, on TikTok, all of the above. And of course, we will give you what we're listening to at the end of the show. And that will go into our Sounds of Brunch playlist that gets updated exclusively every Friday, exclusively on Spotify. Two weeks worth of Sounds of Brunch you got to have last week's tracks, this week's tracks on Spotify every Friday. Love it, boys. Well, let's uh, get random topics off our chest. Uh, Chris, you weren't here last week. Get it off your chest. Yeah. Um, thank you for the opportunity to do this. I witnessed something in the Sears Tower of Chicago uh, this past <laughs> weekend that literally I almost jumped off the tower. I was so frustrated and angry. Not literally. I would have never done that, but I was not happy with what I saw. Um, not because of the view. The view up there is fantastic, by the way. If you go to Chicago ever, check it out. Uh, it was worth standing in line for a little bit to go up there. But when you go up to the top of the Sears Tower, there's this part called the ledge, and it's like three different glass encased uh, ledges that you can step out on where like you are literally, you feel like you're floating on top of the city of Chicago, okay? And depending on the size of your group, you get to go out there and you have either 60 seconds or 120 seconds, so one or two minutes. Um, while we were waiting in line, I witnessed a couple, a guy and a girl, a man and a woman, um, <laughs> where, like, this was just like a, 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 an example of fellas. If you're dating a girl, and like, especially early on, if you're dating a girl and this happens, the writing is on the wall that this might not be the relationship for you. Um, for all 120 seconds of their opportunity to take photos of one of the most amazing skylines in the country, maybe in the world, this poor guy had his girlfriend ordering him around the ledge, making him take like 50 to 60 rapid fire photos of every possible angle that she could imagine. And they ran out of time and didn't get to take a picture together. So boys, fellas that listen to the brunch breakdown, if your girl is more in interested in the Instagram photos that you can take of her and, and not thinking about like actually taking a photo of the moment of you two together, that might be a red flag. <laughs> I just want to put it out there. I, we're not in the dating game anymore. All we can do is provide helpful advice to those who are. And I was so, so mad. I know Dan was a little frustrated too, as we were watching this. So fellas, oh, yeah. just a, a, hopefully a helpful piece of advice. 
what was she what was he dressed like like they both looked put together they they both okay. looked yeah like they were they attractive other places people. yeah they had other places to go that right. day and they were both well dressed interesting well i mean there's two things with that like of course like everything you said chris is right but like i feel like if you're doing that you know who you're dating so like you have to be into that to even do it without complaining about it so you do this all the time that's her thing listen i couldn't do that but like and if i was in that situation didn't want to do it i'd be out of that situation quick but i don't know man if you're doing that at the Sears Tower, maybe you just like taking pictures of her. I don't know. She was not really super nice about her direction <laughs> um, either. And like you had to wait in two lines to get up to this point. You had to wait in line at the bottom of the tower to get through, up to the elevator and then in line to get onto the deck portion and to wait all that time. And it was like, oh no, we ran out of time. We didn't get one together type of thing. And, and, Chris, there was a little additional part to the end of your story that you forgot that upon further review of the many, many photos she took, she seriously, very seriously paused and debated getting all the way back in line to get more. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this, Chris? Oh, yeah. And I, Dan, I'm not sure that they didn't because they like... They, right. They they had a discussion in the back and they were reviewing <laughs> these photos. OK, my, my, homie was showing his photography skills and trying to like talk himself up as a photog. OK, and then they walked to the right, which was toward the exit. But then like a minute later, I saw them walk all the way back to the left, was, which is where the start of the line goes. And then I kind of lost track of them. I was honestly yeah. like <laughs> I was trying to find them while we were still waiting in line. So that's a great point. That is a that is an important detail. Thank you, Dan. It was just so much more sad, and it was then became fascinating. We were like we have to stay up here and witness this. This is this is a, <laughs> this is a mess. And hopefully, maybe second time through, dude, we'll get a photo of them together. But who knows, man? That was that was that was rough to watch. So sad. And that's- after we were done taking our photos, which by the way. We took a photo that looks like the cover of a boy band album. It looks phenomenal. We got to find a way to like get that photo on our social media. Um, I'll do it. At the, at the, after we were done and we got in the line to go back down, I told Dan, you are not allowed to take this. This is my chess segment quote. Like I'm talking <laughs> right. about this on the podcast. So thank you. <laughs> he for caught it right away. That. Yeah. Thank you for affording me that opportunity, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Of Amazing. <laughs> amazing um all right so i'm gonna do this next because it kind of goes in with what you were saying which is very interesting um a little bit and this is the reason why i asked what was he wearing so i was at the mall because that's where i had to go get uh new contacts at the lens crafters that was in the mall so i'm walking around because like i was there earlier for my appointment and sometimes i just like to get out of my house and away from people and so I'm walking around and I, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Um, anyways, I'm walking around and I see a couple, I see like a few couple of couples, like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. And they are dressed completely different, like completely different. And I just want to say this really quickly to all of the guys out there, including the guys on this podcast, right? And everyone listen, everyone. If you see your girl dressed like a 10, 
Like, you know her nice outfit. You know her going out clothes. You know the shoes. And you look at yourself, okay, when you see that. Go back to the room and change, okay? If your girl's dressed to the 10 and you come out with a hoodie and uh, cargo shorts, just go back to the room and put on a better shirt and put on better shorts. That's all I have to say. Just don't look like you guys are two different people who shouldn't be together. Okay. That's all I got. I had to get it off my chest. I like this. This is a Dee You've had a, a, a relatively consistent theme lately of like making sure guys are living up to their girls' expectations. And I think it's an important PSA. Dude, it's really, it's been on my mind now that like, we're doing more things outside and I just have been observing a lot of things and I'm just like, what the, f- are, is it, is it that everybody's just been inside for that long and now they're, everyone's coming back out and they don't really know how to act or they're just happy to be there. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm ashamed of, of men, of, of all of my men out here. Like let's get the, let's get it together, fellas. Be better. Yes. Yes. Amen to that, dude. Amen to that. Yeah, it's it it looks rough when you see a guy just look, you know, basically homeless and his girl <laughs> is ready for a night out on the town and she's got a drag holy t-shirt around with her on her arm and it's just it ain't right. It ain't right. Well, this is um <laughs> this is rather interesting because my chest segment is going to tie right in beautifully with both of yours that's wow and i had to call dibs on this one not that i not that chris was going to change his mind but this is another thing that we witnessed in chicago um maybe this is going to be more of a of a heavy discussion i'm very curious as to what dd's thoughts are with this um so let me let me let me present it this way to you daniel um you're on a bachelor party with your boys, you got a group of four or five guys. It's two weeks before the wedding. Okay. It's like old school where it's real close to the wedding and homeboys getting cold feet and he's freaking out and he doesn't think that he's with the right person. Like freaking out, freaking out. Daniel Dudley, what do you do in that situation as a friend? Okay, so one thing I want to make clear is I know we're not talking about Ryan because like he's <laughs> no, out, no, because he's full out kicking his coverage. So if, if there's no and he's aware, we talked about feet, he's not having cold feet. I'll tell you that right now. Not at all. So, not at all. Correct. Yeah. So there's that. So I know we're not talking about it. Um, Thank you for that. Dude, yeah. I don't know what you do because this is just a situation that's only in movies. Like I've always thought, like at someone's bachelor party, that would that might happen but I've never been in a situation where that's happened. Like, I don't know what you do if someone's actually having cold feet, but like, cause you're so close to it. You've already spent the money, the deposit, like what all the deposit two weeks till that of deposits yeah. already in. Like, so everybody just loses money in this situation. I don't know what you do. And I've already bought my flight too. So yeah, I don't know what you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really I'm very glad you clarified that because for anybody that knows we were in Chicago for whose bachelor party it was, they probably thought, <laughs> oh shit, what happened? No, 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 no. So we witnessed this from another group. There was a group of maybe four or five young ladies in their probably early, maybe mid-20s. Um and we had first witnessed 
one of the girls just an emotional mess. And all <laughs> we could overhear from her friends was, no, you're meant to be together. You're perfect. He's perfect. You're perfect together. These are going to be the next two heart. The, the next two weeks are going to be the hardest week of your life. And we're like, ooh, juicy. What do we got going on? <laughs> so we all just stopped talking to each other and we're listening. They weren't being quiet about it. We were all trying to figure out the story. And we're like, two weeks. Like, that's when they'd be maybe going back to college. So why would these two weeks be difficult? So they are they going to be not together? Like, what's going on? And we were just like, and she was just an emotional mess. And her friends were getting louder and kind of yelling at her, to be frank. They were kind of like getting a little bit aggressive. The one friend was getting a little bit aggressive. So as time goes on, we're, we're, we're leaving the area that we were in and we have to go to another road, another area to catch a, uh, to catch an Uber. Here comes this group of girls again, looking to catch their own Uber, I suppose. And it's still happening. And we find out some more interesting details that it's not two weeks before she goes back to school. It's two weeks until their wedding. She's engaged and she's having the coldest feet of her life and still <laughs> doubting that this is the guy for her for whatever reason. And the timing quite literally couldn't be worse. Uh, friends, you're two weeks out. You are too, too late. Uh, I'm afraid like <laughs> you were saying you are too late. You need to make that decision when the ring makes its first appearance. Uh, and maybe you got a little bit of buffer zone after that, but ladies and gentlemen, cold feet's normal, right? Not everybody. It doesn't happen for everybody. I don't think it happened for the three of us. Cold feet. That's not abnormal. I'll put it that way. Okay. But this is, these were freezing feet. She was crying. This had to be taking place over the period of like 45 minutes. She's crying the whole time. And her friends are like in her face, like he's perfect for you. And you're perfect for him. Everything's going to be fine. And I just really wanted to know how the rest of their night went, but fascinating times in Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Like I didn't have, there were, there wasn't even, you know, chilly feet. I was, I was all yeah. in ready to go. Yeah. But like the, if you have cold feet, it should be about like the concept of marriage, not about the person. Right. Yeah. Like it should be like, oh, my God, it's like, you know, like, I don't know, marriage. It's like a legal thing. It's forever there. You know, there, there are elements of that involved, but it shouldn't be like, I don't know if we're compatible. Come on. <laughs> like That's a problem. That's a problem. And all the while we were witnessing this meltdown, I was thinking about the dude. And I was like, you know, this looks like a group that gets drunk and just catastrophizes situations. <laughs> and I was wondering, like, yeah, yeah. I, you, know, you, I, you don't want to be married necessarily to a person that has a few drinks and then goes around the city of Chicago screaming that the world is over. Like that's a pro. So I don't, maybe they're not meant for each other. We, I don't, we don't, we didn't get to, <laughs> we were too afraid to talk to these people. Um, yeah. They just happened to keep following us where we were going it was a wild situation to witness. And uh, man, I wish we had some details to like follow up. Is the wedding going to happen? I, I would uh, love to know. That's amazing. That's like, because <laughs> wow. Like I couldn't imagine. And you got to think her friends are being selfish too, right? Because actually this is how I would be if like uh, one of you guys on your bachelor parties were doing this. I would just be trying to make the best trip for myself. 
I don't know where these girls came from. Like, maybe they came from Texas. Maybe they came from California. Maybe they came from another country. And they're just like, wait, this is what I signed up for? I just traveled this many hours to do this? Now, I'm trying to make this the best trip possible. I'm not, I don't want to talk to you about cold feet. I'm just ignoring your cold feet. And I'm like, dude, you're good. Like, you guys love each other. Let's drink. Or I'm at least <laughs> just going to get you shit-faced. And then you can pass mm-hmm. out at the hotel or the Airbnb or whatever. And then, like, we all can go have a good time. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, yeah. And it, her one friend was taking it kind of personally. And I think her other friends were like, wow, this is, this is really going on. Cause it was just a small, a small group of them. Uh, but yeah, really kind of fascinating. It seemed like where they were coming from, they had a good time, but it something, something, a switch uh, went off. Something happened within the few minutes before we, they entered into our space where it flipped and it seemed like the day was ruined and the trip was probably ruined. And hopefully the wedding isn't ruined. I don't know. I, uh, as we were pulling away, I said, somebody scream out to her. It's going to be okay. Or he's the one for you. Uh, no. Um, our friend and co-host here, Mr. Chris Gates yelled out, not super loud. She probably didn't hear it, but he yelled out. Don't do it. So, you know, hopefully that wasn't what pushed her over the edge. I listen, I keep, that's not my fault because from a decade of going out with Didi, anytime Didi would see a bachelorette party and with a bride, he would yell, don't do it. So I was just following the lead of uh, my elder in that regard. Yes. Any other, I'm with you. Any other circumstance, I'm all for yelling that. But I was like, it was to the point where I I started to feel bad. I'm like, Ooh, what can we do anything here? What, what, what can we do? And, um, Nothing was the answer. <laughs> that is so beautiful. I could cry. I, I'm so happy that that happened. Like, God, that's so that is. There's no better moment to yell, don't do it than that moment right there. That's no, that, just was beautiful. It, it, was it may epic. have been insensitive, may have been insensitive, but at the same time, it may have been the right advice. It was. It was the exact right advice. I love that so much. Oh. Good, good, good God. You know, all right, one last thing uh, before I run into my house right now and I log off and then log back on. Um, this sounds like the person who was mad about it was the, like, probably the sister of the groom. And this is why you don't invite them to your bachelor. Party. Mm. You do not bring them. You do not do that. That is, they are a full buzzkill because, dude, if someone invited me, if like my sister's fiance invited me to the bachelor, had me at the bachelor party, I would be a buzzkill all the time. Like, what are you looking at? What are you seeing? <laughs> what you talk? What, what you mean, cold feet? I would be so. I, I don't want to be there. So that's what that sounds like to me. Like, yeah, she was the one getting angry. Yeah, she was definitely quarterbacking. Whoever it was was definitely quarterbacking the situation <laughs> and trying to take control. And it was. Boy, if anybody knows these people, uh, <laughs> let us know. We'll be happy to send them a wedding gift, uh, courtesy of the Brunch Breakdown. Just, I, I wish we could have found out more. I really do, but I wish them all the best. <laughs> well, get into Bruce Day, gentlemen. I'll be right back. All right, look at this. We're going to get face-to-face with Daniel Dudley. Uh, Chris, do you have a beer with you? Or if not, do you have uh, some liquid? encouragement to talk about today <laughs> you have some liquid uh i do have a beer today dan hey. and wow. uh, great great news everybody uh chris gates is not in a calorie deficit right now so i can actually have a real beer that i really enjoy and the the name and the timing of this beer it fit very well 
like I said, I was in Wisconsin. So naturally I went to my favorite brewery, Raised Grain Brewing Company. Actually drank a beer at the bar there for the first time. I previously had only ever gotten their beer and taken it with me. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but so, so the timing was right. And then timing with the name of this beer, as you know, I'm a big football fan. Football is about to start. This beer is called Let the Games Begin, Dan, because there nice. is actually college football this weekend. Um, for some weird reason, Nebraska and Northwestern are playing each other in Dublin, Ireland. Week zero, my favorite, there, baby. You gotta <laughs> love it. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy it. It's a West Coast IPA. I really enjoy this beer, and it has like a. It says it's brewed with like um, honey malt, which I don't uh, oh. know what that is, but it's like it's a. It is a sweeter IPA. Like that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I and I really enjoy it. It's a, it's a very unique taste, a little bit sweeter, and um. It's a good one to have also timing again, like crazy, but it's almost September falls getting pretty close here. Right. So like those nice summer IPAs, that season is winding down. So I'm going to enjoy this one today. Nice. Yeah. Drink them while you can. Yeah. The the malt will give you a a sort of a caramely sweetness. Um, And if it's a honey malt, yeah, that kind of will balance that towards the sweeter end. So that makes a a ton of sense, a ton of sense. Yeah. I, I love a good malty beer but like malt with a west coast ipa then let's tango i love the sound of that i love the sound of that um as everybody knows by now we were at a bachelor party over the weekend um thursday to you know i i I made it through to sunday i know you left saturday chris but we did a significant amount of uh alcohol intake during those days (laughs) significant um this is this is really really unlike me. I don't have a beer again today, and it's like the second time in a couple of weeks. So I apologize. I do wow. apologize. However, wow, I'm gonna make up for that greatly by giving you a quick rundown of some phenomenal local Chicago beers. There you go. That we had whilst in Chicago <laughs> as Daniel Dudley attempts to rejoin us uh, here on the brunch breakdown. So let's start off with Didi. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's start off with the first Chicago beer that I that that I had. And Chris, you had as well uh, from Maplewood Brewing Company right out of Chicago. Son of Juice. (laughs) Old son of juice. Boy, um, this was freaking delicious for a first beer in Chicago. Yeah. Loved it. Very. uh, Let's see. I've got my notes here from it. Super juicy. Very tropical. Very smooth, a lot of flavor. Um, it was, I mean, it, it was son of juice. Juice is the father. This is son of juice. What, yeah, we were like, what did we say? We were like, what were we, we were call this? We were like OJ's son. <laughs> yeah, we, we were calling ourselves the sons of juice all weekend. So, <laughs> right. We felt, right. Very, we felt very connected to OJ uh, the entire weekend, which was great. Yes, Son of Juice from Maplewood uh, Brewing Company. Probably my favorite of the entire trip. I do want to touch on two others quickly. We did do, did get a chance to go to a brewery in Chicago called uh, Crushed by Giants. Love the vibe there. Love the can art there. Uh, very, very cool. So I want to touch on two real quick. First is, um, I had a flight there, so I had a little bit of variety, but the Neon Werewolf. 
um, IPA from there was also very, very good. Lots of pineapple, lots of citrus. You get a little, it was brewed with some passion fruit too. So you get a little touch of that passion, passion fruit and just a hint of lemon zest. Really, really well balanced. I really, really, really liked this beer. Um, this was the Neon Werewolf from Crushed by Giants. And there's one other one I want to go into. And this was the, this was, I was more fascinated by this beer. They called this the Ay Caramba, okay, from Crushed by Giants. And this is a traditional Mexican lager. Uh, but what they did is take a Corona. Corona meant to have with a lime. At one point in the history of Corona, when people were drinking it at first, it tasted kind of skunky. And so instead of having to force people to use a lime, they tried to add something kind of brew with a little bit of that lime tart flavor. So people wouldn't have to do it. Guess what? People didn't like it. They got rid of it back to Corona. There are some other Mexican style beers, um, cervezas and lagers that do that too, that they kind of add that flavor um, to kind of take out the kind of skunkiness that that can give off. So what this brewery did is they added citra hops instead. Now, if you've heard us talk about citra hops, sounds just like citrus because that's exactly the flavor profile gives us citrusy, kind of orangey in that category. Sometimes it's grapefruity, those, those type of fruits, not lime. Limes are far more tart, right? Than oranges and kind of what you traditionally get from a beer with citra hops. So it was very, it was very interesting. Uh, Chris, I can't remember if you had uh, some of this beer or not, but it was, it, it didn't taste like it replaced it. It replaced the lime. It gave it, you know, a unique smooth flavor. Um, but it did prevent it from being dry, you know, like a, well, you can get with a Mexican lager where it's kind of like almost dry. Like you need to have a, a water to chug with it, uh, which is something, which is a, why that lime helps a lot too. So I found it very fascinating. I've never heard of anybody doing anything like it. It kind of works. It wasn't like, this is amazing. Um, but I had to share that one because it's, I caramba. So those are three beers that I had while in Chicago. So was wonderful wonderful time nice i love chicago chicago in the summer is amazing it's the best oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. chicago in the summer yeah. is amazing you go in like a month you will not love chicago right <laughs> but but yeah chicago in the summer and they tell you that that's the thing anybody from chicago will be like nah man come in june july august <laughs> Come then, and you will love this place. Like I imagine, how many people have moved to Chicago based on like doing a job interview in the summer? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> right. come, 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 yeah, come down here, visit. We'll put you up. You know, it'll be great. Taste of Chicago's going on. And then, right? Yeah, you're there. You're so happy. And then winter, <laughs> nine months long. <laughs> But Chelsea, Chicago. All right. Well, let's get into the main menu. Boys, let's do Dan, it. Dan, hit us with your topic. Go for it. So, yeah, like I like I was mentioning at the beginning of the show, this is something that kind of we've been on these weird topics lately about as ch childhood and stuff like that. So um, one that came to me was what is something you wish your parents would have made you do as a kid? that you would have absolutely hated at the time 
But like now you're like, damn, I wish they would have pushed me into doing that because I'd benefit from it now, or I would have benefited from it, even though I would have hated it. So gentlemen, is there anything that's come to mind now? I'm sure there were things that we all were forced to do that we hated and still hate like soccer. Uh, that's one for me. Um, so that didn't make the list. That's a hate and still hate. It made me hate more. Sorry, soccer fans. Uh, but anything that e- either of you guys where you wished your parents would have pushed you into a little bit more could have been a sport or an activity or a hobby or a club or something like that, that looking back, you're like, uh, should have bit the, bit the bullet for a while. Cause I could have, I could have, it could have been a, been a benefit to me. Piano. Oh, ah, I wish I would have had more musical instruments in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because I like um, I love music so much, but I don't know how to play it. I don't know how to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know anything yeah. about making music, but I love music so much. I wish that would have been something because it was like, you know, no one goes pro in basketball. Like those people are special, you know, like I didn't become the next Usain Bolt. I feel like as much as I love sports and I love playing them and I loved all the friendships I made and all that stuff, memories, blah, blah, blah. I wish I would have just, you know, spent some more time doing something else that I also could have loved to. So that's one yeah. thing. And I think about that. I actually think about that a lot raising kids because I'm like always like, oh, I want them to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm sure I'll just have a, you know, basketball playing kids too. But, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I want. Yeah, this is that this topic becomes a little bit more interesting for you guys going through the stages of parenthood and knowing that you're going to have to make your kids do things they don't want to do. But, you know. I think every parent hopes that it benefits them in the end, but you know, it won't be everything. So curious as to your mindsets going through this. That's a really interesting one. I like music didn't cross my mind because like I did music growing up. When you think about different instruments. Yeah. Like I think learning piano and learning guitar, uh, those are like, they feel like the two most fundamental instruments that you could learn how to play because i feel like if you learn those two instruments they teach you so much about what you need to know about basically every other instrument and how things come together to form music so right i feel like i'm a hundred percent there with you Didi, on that i uh yeah yeah i love that one um yeah go ahead i was gonna say i mean i i was fortunately pushed into playing piano. Um, and that's one thing I was very, very glad that I did. Um, like I wish I would have kept been pushed to keep doing it longer. Like once I got to high school, there was other music stuff going on in my life where like the piano lessons stopped and I probably didn't push the envelope there as much. So like, that's one thing I wish I would have been like pushed to be like, no, you're going to, you're really good at this. You need to keep, you need to keep doing this and getting better. You might be able to get your school paid for if you keep playing playing piano this way. Um, And like Chris, you mentioned guitar. I wish I would have at least tried to pick up a guitar at some point as a kid and learn the fundamentals of that. That's um, that was one that, that definitely came to mind and keeping it in the music stratosphere singing. I hated this thing as a kid, but I wish I was good at it. (laughs) I really Really, really wish I was good at it. Even if I could be like badass karaoke singing good. You know what I mean? Where you can go into anywhere and you can slay 
And like, that's cool. Like I want to at least be up to that level, but I would have hated it so much as a kid singing. Uh, Cause my dad could sing really, really, really well. And my mom was like, why aren't you singing? And I was like, I don't want to, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> but not to say I would have had a great, a great voice, but certainly better with what I'm dealing with right now. So yeah, a lot of music for me. Nice. <laughs> that, that what makes, else? What else you? Yeah. That makes me think about, I, I always used to wish I knew how to dance. Like, Oh like, really? Actually. Yeah. When I was a kid, like I, that was always something I wanted to be able to do well, but like, I think I didn't, I'm sure if I mentioned it to my parents, they would have signed me up for something. I think it was like, I just never, I never brought it up. I was probably embarrassed of it. You know, like mom and dad, sure. I, I want to dance, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> that was, never you would dance that ass down to the driveway and take out the garbage. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking of all these things that didn't come to mind initially uh, when you sent the text. Wow. I actually had a really hard time with this topic because I do feel like my parents pushed me into a lot of things uh, to just get me to try stuff. I think I also was a kid that had so much energy that they just like needed me to be occupied. So like yeah. I did music, I did sports. They sent me to art camp, computer camp, boy scouts. Like I did everything. Wow. Um, and I don't know if this is something that you would learn as a kid, but I'm sure that you can. I'm like, I'm sure this is something that you could get the skills of. Like, I think I wish I could have learned more about like how to bake and how to cook and like actually prepare meals, especially with the line of work that I'm in now. Like, I feel like understanding how to do more things with like cooking and baking would have been cool. And I feel like that's something you need to start learning early, earlier on, because now like the family, I don't have time to, to sit in on a hour long zoom cooking class. That's not going to happen. That's a good one because Siobhan and I go through this all the time. Right. Especially like with, with the kids, we go through this. Cause to me, the kitchen is off limits. Like you don't go in the kitchen. If you were under a certain height or a certain age, you do not go into the kitchen. That is how I grew up. You do not go there, right? That is not how you do it. So therefore, I did not cook anything, right? And I grew up with some of the great, I swear, some of the greatest cooks in the goddamn world. Like I love my aunts and my uncle's food, my dad's food, all that shit. But they were like, don't go in the kitchen. Siobhan's like, Search is like when Siobhan's in the kitchen cooking eggs, stoves on. Search is just like up there, like on the counter, like doing all this shit. And I'm like, what is happening? Kids aren't <laughs> supposed to be in the kitchen. This is not a safe place. So it's like, yeah, like I wish that too, because like you said, my parents signed me up for anything I wanted to do, right? Anything I ever like gave somewhat of an interest in, they were like, well, go do that. Go do that. Sign you up for whatever. But cooking, that was not one of them <laughs> for my family. It was like, uh-uh, didn't matter who it was, aunts, uncles, whatever. They're like, uh, here's $5. Get out of the kitchen. Like it doesn't matter. Get out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really fascinating. Two things on that real quick. First of all, back to your dancing one, Chris, uh, it was rather humorous that my younger sister had been in dance classes and dance competitions her entire life. Me piano, her was dancing. And then one day she decided to get married and you know, you've two have seen me dance at weddings. Uh, but nobody in the family had seen that until my younger sister got married uh, quite a few, uh, just a few years ago. And I let it loose. Hell yeah. You kidding me, brother. And my mom was stunned. She basically said, 
I spent all that money on your sister's dance classes and you're the one that can dance. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. They had no idea the whole time. Um, back to cooking and baking all that. Like they don't think they teach home ec anymore. Right. That's not it, in it, schools anymore. Yeah. It gets cut in a lot of places because it's just yeah. seen as right. like not, not mandatory or necessary. Yeah. Home ec so and like, shop. First things to go. Yeah. Right. So like how are these kids learning this stuff? Because, you know, you have, you know, families that have traditions of baking DD like your family, except it wasn't exactly like, Oh, come learn. You got to learn the family recipes. So it's like, get the hell out of here. Let us handle this. <laughs> I don't know how much that happens anymore. And like, or what are people just watching TikTok, learning how to cook and bake? Like you all, that's first of all, not the same. Second of all, not the same. Um, so <laughs> little concerned about the future of the restaurant industry all of a sudden <laughs> someone's got to teach these kids how to cook and bake and stuff yeah like my now my nieces they love that they love that i don't know where they got that motivation but they do i but i hope without like somebody being introduced to it in school like somebody might some kid might have a passion for that but not know it because they're not introduced to it they might be like told get out of the kitchen <laughs> yeah. and then home ec's not around anymore and you never know we, this, oh wow, that's a good to, one. That's to a this really day, good I still like. I don't. What does flour do? I have no idea. <laughs> I have literally no idea what flour oh, is intended goodness. for, and I know it kind of looks like it's baking soda, but you probably shouldn't use them interchangeably. I have no idea what it what it means, and I wish I did. Same. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, baking's a good one. Yeah, but yeah, for me, it was just all music things and some stuff that I couldn't do because of sports. Like I wish I could have done like one play or something mm -hmm. musical theater type stuff that's just something cool. that like i could have done if it weren't for the fact that they were all happening during basketball season or something like that like i just wish i would have done i wish like because i i think it's you know people talk about this a lot with like kids and sports and stuff and like making sure that like you know because like every great athlete played like 10 sports but then like there's some dumb coaches out there who are like nah you just gotta play football all year round and people are like that doesn't work like as you're watching videos of like Odell Beckham Jr. like dunk and like hit home runs yeah, and do all right. these other things. And they're like, work for him. You know, I wish like I were just like, yeah, you know, like coach would have been like, you know, you know, you don't need to go to track practice for the 80th time this year. Go to go do a play or something. Like, I just mm -hmm. wish people would do that more because I wish I could have done just like one. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, it's coming harder and harder for that to really be a possibility for kids. Um, in this kind of sports realm, I had a couple too. Um, I loved playing golf as a, as a kid, really I started in middle school and I had maybe a few lessons when I first started, but knowing now that I'm, I'm still playing golf and I'm going to be playing it for the rest of my life. And like, as you get older, you run out of things you can do and golf is on the short list of things you can do. Like, I want to be better at golf. And if I was taught better as a kid, I felt like I'd be better at it now, enjoying it more now, enjoying it more when I'm 50, 60, 70 years old, hopefully still playing golf. Because for most people, they just don't get better. And it just becomes the most frustrating game of their entire life. And it just seems like that's the path I'm on. And wish I would have had a couple more lessons. Um, funny enough, I had a uh, golf like camp one time and a kid named Michael Jordan was uh, in camp with me. How do you like that? But I beat him at the punting contest. So what do you have to now, dude? 
Um, <laughs> and then the other one that I absolutely would have hated a lot, but I wish I would have been forced to do is karate. Just knowing for the rest of your life, if you advance far enough in karate, you're like, I could kill any of these son of bitches in here <laughs> if they come this way. And it may not look like it, but I'm trained to do it. And um, yeah, I think I would just just kind of like to have that in my back pocket. I think it would have been <laughs> just nice to have. Just you kind of would like belt, to just you know have murder in your back pocket whenever you <laughs> Yeah, just in case. You know, just in case you never know. <laughs> Those are good. That's a good one. Um, well, I know we're a little bit up against time. Chris, you good still? I yeah, I got about 10 more minutes. Yeah. Okay. He Sweet. just opened a beer. He's got 10 <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got 10 minutes. Let's let's do it. All right. Well, let's jump to brunch court right now and uh hop to a couple of these before we get to what we're listening to. Let's do it, Dan. Go for it. For sure. Yeah, let's uh let's get to brunch court. Uh Chris, if you want to pull up the uh, Snickers item that we have up for bid here today, uh, this will be a, a rather quick one. Uh, so this is the Snickers <laughs> Shakers Seasoning Blend, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, exactly. That's Snickers Shakers Seasoning Blend. Dried mixed, just like seasoning. That's Snickers flavored. It says great for ice cream, cookies, milkshakes, and more cookies. I just read that for the first time. What are you sprinkling this dust on cookies for? <laughs> I guess when you're baking them. But again, we wouldn't know that because we didn't learn in home mech. Uh, milkshakes and more. <laughs> um <laughs> So last year they came out with a Twix blend. This is the Snickers blend. Um, guys, is this the thing you're down with? I'm looking up the ingredients for this real fast. So go, you Chris. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't I'm, do that. <laughs> I'm seeing this basically in the same light as like powdered sugar. It's just different, right? And I like powdered sugar. That's fair. Yeah, it's chocolate flavored, probably, you know, nut caramel flavored as well probably pretty limited i mean i don't know how many things you can be using this on besides ice cream yeah ice cream um i yeah milkshakes you're not, you're not replacing this with you're not replacing this with parmesan you know what i mean like oh let's try the stickers out oh someone will um <laughs> someone will um yeah, it's got everything in a Snickers in here. There's nothing like different that you would think that comes out like shocking here. Brown sugar, cocoa, molasses, like caramel. But yeah, okay. So I kind of want somebody just to put this on a steak just to see what happens. Oh, just to see what happens. Just season it. You know what I mean? See what happens. I mean, Chris, you're always too- you're always making steak and chicken. You need this. Just yeah, one of your eight million steaks that you make to, for, throughout the week. Make one with Snickers. Just one. <laughs> Cut in, take a bite, throw it out. I just need one of them with this in there. All right. I'll send buy, you this myself. You buy me Snickers Shakers seasoning blend and I, I'll try a bite. <laughs> Please. That's all I want. I just want you to just, I, I need you to make it. Just cut one piece and then throw it out. Like, that's all I need. Good luck, Chris. <laughs> I'm but I'm for this. I, I don't know about the steak chicken thing, but I am actually for <laughs> this. Cause I mean, throwing this on top of ice cream just makes your ice cream, you know, it makes your vanilla ice cream taste like I don't know, like moose tracks or something without the added other stuff. You're just like yeah. sprinkling it on. So yeah. I like it too. I just need more ideas. I need more places to true more places to 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 put it on top of. Uh, or it could be really cruel and yeah peel that label off that bad boy and be like, Oh, it's seasoning salt and have a party. And then just 
watch everybody throw out their stick <laughs> that you made. <laughs> um, okay, next one up for bid. This is a, I'm going to save the best slash worst for last. Uh, Lay's flavor swap trips. Now we did have this on brunch court. It's been a couple of months, honestly. This could have even been last summer. I can't quite remember. Uh, but we went over, this is Lay's flavor swap where it's traditional Lay's potato chips, but the flavor is Doritos Cool Ranch flavored. So again, they're regular potato chips flavored as Doritos Cool Ranch. They did other ones too. They did a Cheetos one. They did a Funyuns one. We covered all of them. However, Chris and I were fortunate, lucky, unlucky enough to have these in Chicago this very past weekend that we've been talking about. And we tried the Lay's Doritos Cool Ranch uh, chips, Chris, your impressions. Yeah. I mean, my opinion hasn't changed back then. I thought this was dumb. I tried it. I thought it was dumb, but there's a, there's a new layer to this now, boys. Uh, I realized that Lay's is also being deceitful here because yes. when I asked who brought these, I asked it because these Lay's Doritos cool ranch flavored chips were sitting next to a bag of Doritos Cool Ranch flavored chips. So I'm like, okay, well, this doesn't add up. And it <laughs> turns out that the, the dad of the groom brought a bunch of snacks for everybody. He said his wife picked them up and he said she probably didn't even know that that's what these were. And if you look at it, like Doritos is at the bottom of the bag. They're trying to trick people. And I don't think that that's fair. So I hate it even more than I did when we reviewed this months ago. And if you remember, Chris, the chips on the bag just look like they could be like black pepper chips yeah. on the actual bag themselves, like lightly dusted. But when you pull them out of the bag, there's it looks like there's a lot more stuff going on there. And they maybe if they had actual more accurate imagery, they wouldn't come off looking like regular potato chips because mm -hmm. you look at the bag, like you said, um, they do. I mean, they taste like them. They taste like them. Exactly I'll say that like maybe them. not quite as flavorful. Uh, but because these chips are, you know, thinner than Doritos, but they work. It's weird. It's kind of weird, but they work. And yeah, ironic to kind of have both sitting there side by side going like, well, why, why do we have these? What? These are right. What here? Why do we have these? But they're back. They're out. Keep your eyes out for them. Quick question before I, I turn this picture off. Dan. Yes. No, that's not my hand. Okay. <laughs> Well, you, you actually had them in person, so I had to ask. I know. No, <laughs> I know. I thought you might have thought that <laughs> since we were there together. Neither okay. one of uh, you said you like these, by the way. Just to want to make that clear that neither one of you like yeah. these. When, some, when, you have, when the original is better, like, why are we having this, this imitation? It's an imitation right. chip. Okay. Um, last one. Now, brace yourselves. And for the, those of you just listening... I'll try to explain what's going on here. Swapper, so nice. this is also timely. We had to do this this week. On August 19th and 20th, this past week, there is a pop-up Burger King location at Oasis on uh, Marito Beach. And this is in Japan, I believe. I'll verify that, but I think it's Japan. Uh, fans were able to register for a ticket to win the ice Whopper and an ice bottle of Coca-Cola. So the ice whopper is a normal whopper with the addition of shaved ice in the burger, like on, above the beef, above the beef patty, below the toppings. It's just a thin layer 
of shaved ice, not flavored. And then you get a bottle of Coca-Cola constructed out of ice, which actually looks very cool, filled with Coca-Cola. But I'll just I'll just let you two take it from here. I think, uh, like, half of me wants to hate it. Half of me wants to think it's ingenious. But the whole of me thinks you're just going to end up with a soggy burger. Like, you can't take this home. Right. <laughs> like, you have a hot, everything else is hot, right? It's not like you're eating a frozen burger. You can't do that. So you're just going to have a soggy bun and bur- I want to try this, to be clear. Do you? Do you? Yeah. Because there's got to be a reason. Like, there's just got to be a reason someone decided to put ice on a burger. But, like, yeah, you can't transport this. Like, this can't be wrapped up. You're to go, he's like, here, honey, I got Burger King tonight. That's not how that's going to work. So your your bag's going to be wet. Your Everything's going to be wet. Like there's ice on this picture falling onto the ground. And this is the most perfect <laughs> picture you can make of this thing. And they have ice on the ground. So like, I got to try this though. I need this. I need this in my life. If, if I can bring it full circle to what Didi just said, Didi painted a picture bringing Burger King home to your wife. If you bring Burger King home to your wife and you are not dressed well and she is dressed well, that is a problem. Okay. If you get Burger King in a hoodie and gym shorts and bring it home to your wife, stop and actually don't do that. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I love that full circle. Well said. Uh, I don't want anything near this. I don't understand this at all. Whether you're eating it when it's cold or eating it as it gets soggy, the placement of the ice really throws everything off. The Coca-Cola bottle looks really cool. I think people would be motivated enough to try to enter for that maybe they thought let's really make a splash and do something stupid and japan i don't know what you're thinking man this is this is this is this is nuts this is nuts wow i just wonder is this something they do in japan with ice because they do weird stuff yeah they do weird stuff around the country like they make a whopper with chocolate sauce on it i forget it might be australia like they do stuff they do weird weird stuff that we wouldn't like um i don't know I don't know. All right. You got to do more research on this. I need to know more yeah. about this iced culture. I have to follow up on iced. Yeah. In Japan. <laughs> so that was brunch court. Well, that's brunch court. Loved it. And it was cool. Cause I didn't know anything that was happening. Cause I didn't get any text messages. Cause I was like in the car. So that was, that was extra fun for <laughs> right. me. All right. Good. Let's get into what we're listening to. Chris, what you got? Uh, I had a lovely moment with uh, Dan and our friend Peter at the bachelor party where we went to a bar. They were playing uh, early 2000s, mostly uh, uh, songs sang by females that as a male, you sing with your whole chest. And we rocked out to some Vanessa Carlton. And so she's going on the playlist thousand miles and like she's still making music. Did you know that? Yeah. She plays a thousand miles first song at her shows. Yeah, she get it out of the way and tells everyone if they came here for the song, you can leave now. Um, yeah, but that that's going on this week. Love it. Uh, I'm continuing my summer of Beyonce. Cuff it. Yeah. Put it on the playlist. This is the perfect, uh, you know, just seriously, whatever service, whatever thing you have in your house, whether you say, hey, Google, hey, Siri, uh, Alexa, 
tell him to play Beyonce, cuff it, grab your lady, and do some dancing on the kitchen floor because that's what that jam is. Cuff it, Beyonce. Never ends. Never ends. I love it. The summer of Beyonce. Oh, and I just um, got Alexa to turn on. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you want to message? No. <laughs> Alexa, play the brunch breakdown podcast. <laughs> um, which you can do, by the way. You can yes. listen to us anywhere. Um, so, Panic at the Disco released a new album um, this past week. Uh, Viva Las Vengeance, uh, led by it's basically a one man show of Brendan Yuri, uh, lead singer of Panic at the Disco. It's basically he's embraced uh, the band name, but it's mostly just him. And um, it's different. It's different, ladies and gentlemen. You could probably pick up on that with any of the singles that he has released so far about this album. Um, and my wife kind of put it best. She says it's just sounds like it sounds like a Broadway album, like a broad, like there's a lot of Broadway in these songs, uh, which makes sense because he's been on Broadway. He did Kinky Boots and that's clearly stayed with him. And he wrote a very different album than I was expecting. And I think a lot of people were expecting because I know there's been some not so great feedback on it and other people love it. Um, you're not going to get five radio hits, bangers pop jams off this album there. They just don't live there. This isn't that project for it. Um, so I'll pick a song, maybe start spangled banger, even though I just said there's no bangers on it, that that song is not one, uh, but it's different. It's different. So panic, the, panic, of the disco new album, Viva Las Vengeance. Nice. Nice. Uh, I, I'm going to do this quick. Cause I'm running up on time. Uh, tiny moving, tiny moving parts, put out a new song. Demons are taking over. You're going to get everything you love from tiny moving parts. You're going to feel like they're screaming at you. Uh, not screaming, shouting at you, which I love and is very <laughs> unique. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Luke Combs. Uh, Call me. I love this song. It's about as swaggy as country music songs get. If you take these lyrics and put them on a pop song, you could literally take these lyrics and throw them on a pop song. It's interesting to hear a country singer sing a song like this. So check that out. Call me Luke Combs. Uh, I don't believe you, but what I will provide you is a country singer that can sing pop songs and should sing more pop songs. And that's Marin Morris who teamed up once again with Zed. Anytime those two are coming together, I'm in. Uh, they added uh, a duo called uh, Bose, B-E-A-U-Z uh, to a song called uh, Make You Say um, the middle is one of the, my favorite songs like ever, and I'll never get sick of listening to it. This isn't on that level, but it's really, really good. Zed, Marin Morris, Bose, make you say. Uh, nice. Uh, my last one is, uh, I think the artist's name is Swaco. I don't really know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, when I saw this guy, I thought he, I, I thought I was going to hate his music and turns out I was wrong. Song is called it's going good. It's kind of like one of those new, uh, what is we're in like a new phase of pop punk right so it's in that genre nice uh my last one here is uh it's a song called i'm capping by monster featuring big flock this song has gone viral because it is a rap song that is making fun of the things they talk about in rap songs but it is by (laughs) two people who are struggling rappers and you have to listen. I you just have to listen to the lyrics. It's hysterical, and like all these like famous people have all been like retweeting because I saw it because LeBron James like posted on a story, and I was like, "What is this song?" And I like 
couldn't stop. It's hilarious, but it's called I'm Capping by Monster. Check this out. That sounds amazing. Uh, last one for me is from Deglo, another artist that's a single guy that goes by uh, a band name. So Deglo, he's got a new <laughs> album coming out on the way, uh, and he released a song uh, leading up to it called Deep End of this past week. It's just an electro pop bop and is really good. And it just, it's just going to put you in a good mood. You need to be put in a good mood, deep end, mostly anything from Deglo, but this song in particular. Uh, check out Deglo, people. Really good stuff. Beautiful. Well, that is what we're listening to. Make sure you check out the Spotify playlist updated every Thursday or Friday or whenever we send the songs to Dan. Well, boys, any final thoughts? Uh, fellas, lots of nuggets in here about how to live your life. I hope that they resonate. T.I., Rihanna, put it on the playlist. Live your life. That's the brunch breakdown. <laughs> we're out! <laughs>